Let's get the uh, intro uh, song. I picked it out just for the, just for the occasion. I, I have it muted. Nice. Does anyone know the song? I can't hear you. You can't hear the damn song? Nope. Oh. Maybe. Can you hear it now? Nope. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah, I can't hear it. Sorry. Oh. No, I can't hear it. Well, it's recording, I assure you. Uh, it's it's The End of the World by uh, R.E.M. Uh, anyway. Oh. <laughs> the end of the world. Yeah, I wonder why you guys can't hear that. I, don't, I do not know. Hmm. Anyway, doesn't matter. So, uh, we didn't do a last show last year. Um, you know, spoiler alert, I won the whole thing. Undefeated season, no big deal. But we're moving <laughs> We're moving on to this year now. And uh, what we're going to do uh, this particular show is we're going to go over just the offensive big free agent moves. And uh, we'll, we'll say if it's better or worse for the player. Fantasy-wise, who cares about if it's worse for the team or better for the team? Then we'll go through uh, the rookie draft players that could be coming into the league. And then we'll do a mock draft for uh, League of uh, OG League, League of Extraordinary Fantasy Gentlemen, and the Superflex uh, OG League mine. Um, so, guys, uh, have, how have you been in the last couple of uh, days since we've talked? Well, we got, uh, I mean, we had some football action over, uh, you know, with the draft, which was finally a nice little reprieve from having no sports whatsoever. But uh, I'm super excited to start our draft process already and uh, start making some moves. Did you guys join any new leagues? Oh, cheers, by the way. Oh. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Uh, today was the first day in preparation of uh, this podcast. I logged on the site since uh, last season. And what I saw was not great. Um, but at the same cleaning. time, once I got over, yeah, once once I got over like acknowledging how shitty, especially my Alex, um, I was really looking forward to football. So um, you know, and also my my team in the in the Superflex League is is fucking damn good, and I have the one on one. So looking to make a strong run in that league in the LXFG. If I win a game, I'll be surprised. But you know. You gotta, you gotta fucking destroy to rebuild, you know. Hey, uh, I, I believe I uh, did that a long time ago, and I got a lot of heck, heckling for it. But a couple years later, put together the most dominant fantasy season anyone's ever seen. Yes, yeah, you, you, you embody the uh, trust the process philosophy. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> but I didn't, I, I didn't. Uh, I'm not trusting the process to a guard that can't shoot. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I put it to the best running back in the league, the best quarterback in the league, and the best wide receiver in the league. There you go. You, you you build your hope on a little white running back. Who would have thought? <laughs> did, did Ben Simmons ever hit another three after that first one he took this season? Nah, I, think he, I think he changed to uh, being a right-handed shooter now, and then they canceled <laughs> the season on him. This is like, thank God. I can't blow in the playoffs. Uh, all right, man. So did anyone start, start any new leagues? Because uh, that's what the thing that's getting me through right now. I'm doing a, uh, a Donk's Cousins Friends doing a league, and I just joined it because, like, what else am I doing, right? So I, I've, I'm, I've been involved in the draft last week. Yeah, no, no, no new leagues for me. I, I, I'm trying to build off of the uh, successes of my past in the existing leagues. What? Yeah, and I – I was in five leagues last year, which was fucking too many, honestly, because one that inevitably ends up happening is 
you're just so focusing on the ones that you can actually win, and then the others kind of just fall by the wayside. Uh, so I'm kind of topped out on leagues. However, with my uh, employment situation, courts not being open, I might be open to another league this year because I'll have more time to do that. Your uh, boys' league, Uncut Gems. Um, but yeah, as of right now, no. Uh, oh, that yeah, it hasn't started yet though. Yeah. Uh, what I, I there's a lot of just talk going on in that particular chat about like what what we're doing. So like, is there if, if there, is there independent defensive players? Is there like two QB? I have no idea what's going on in that league. No idea. It's not Feinberg. I got poor connection. No, you just don't want to be the first. Great trivia. I just went out. I think that. How many cats? Yeah, no. I'm. I'm. I would be a little concerned about a startup league just right now. What's up? Lose him? No, I, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, I can hear you guys. I think uh, maybe Watts is a little too far outside. Yeah, his his the uh, his sound is like like I, I'm hearing it, but I'm not seeing the um. It, it's not matching up with his uh with his speech. Mm. I think we lost him. I mean, it's an epic last shot of him though. <laughs> he looks very <laughs> Yeah, live DJ Watts just left. Alright, yeah, well I'm back to normal now that whatever he was doing was going is gone. Like I think he's just outside. He's just he's also in I think Long Beach. He's just got nothing nothing going on out there. Yeah, we need uh this to be an in, in, indoor podcast going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, should I move inside? I would Did definitely I say move inside. Like you, I think your tech connection's a little weak out there. Plus, like, right. the sun is blasting me in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, in Long Beach? Yeah, I'm in Long Beach. <laughs> Have you gone to the beach out there at all? Yeah, yeah. I went yesterday. I mean, um, slash run. So, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. All right. Now, now you're, you're, you're back. Uh, you're going good now, I think. All right. Good, good, good. Yeah, I thought it was you guys. I guess it was me. Because it shows that he was showing up. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're better. Yeah, we're better, better? now. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right, so th- let's just talk about the trade that happened today. Watts, you, you pawned uh, Adam th- feeling the feeling off on cheese today. He was always buying up old players for, for, for top draft picks. <laughs> I think you won that trade hands down. Was there anything else involved besides the 111? I had to throw in the 305 just because I knew he – You know, cheese is gonna squeeze any, every last thing out of you. So I just threw him the three hundred five to deep draft. It's a draft where there's. A, I think the one eleven is gonna be a really good. Re- to deal done. So and what what's the three hundred five? That's like the fucking fortieth pick or something. 
Yeah, that's about the thirtieth. I'd say it's about the thirty thirty one range. And even deep, I, I still don't see thirty players being of value. At right. least you know, you, you you know, I mean, if you have nobody on your roster, then that's one thing. But I mean, it, Cheese is uh, he's pretending that he's going to be competing this year. Like I I, I applaud getting the, the the you know the pick that you wanted, but it was the I, Cheese is just throwing uh, early picks away. And now he wants to get back into the first round, which makes you know all the sense in the world. But he just gave up uh, the one eleven for a guy who was what is he twenty seven? No, he's like no, thirty. Twenty He's turning thirty this year, I think. Yeah, definitely was not making that move. I I, I offered <laughs> Watts the I guess this, what essentially was going to be the one twelve for Thielen last year, and he rejected it. I guess holding out. He, I mean, I guess you guess you did a little bit better. One pick higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, I, I turned, I turned down the, the that offer essentially for Thielen because I'm in no way able to compete against the, the I'd say like the top two or three teams in the league right now. So, right. you know, it's like it, you know, and that's sort of what I see Cheese's team. It's like Cheese is like in the middle of you know, probably makes the playoffs, but he's not advancing into the finals. So he could. Why give up that early pick? He could, he could catch a hot week or something like that. Who knows? But uh, I, I'm not huge on his team. I again, I think you build championships with running backs, and his running backs are whack. Like, uh, we, I guess we can get into the one, but you know, I'll, I'll say that. But I, I don't like his about. He has Bell, Gordon, Tevin Coleman. Like these aren't guys that like week to week you just absolutely you pencil them in. They're gonna just do it up for you. Like I don't like any of them. Yeah, they got the names, but you know, like you know. Le'Veon Bell, is, you know, five years ago is a different story. No Jets and uh, who's got Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, we were going to talk about uh, a free Melvin Gordon goes from the Chargers to the Broncos. He's got at least one other guy to compete with, and the Broncos' offense isn't nearly as good as the Chargers was at least last year. Well, so they they hooked it, it up. The, the the Broncos went nuts. They signed him. They got uh, they drafted a bunch of talent. Judy, uh, another receiver in the uh, a little bit later in the draft. They uh, they put a lot of talent around. Um, what's that guy? Uh, Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Yeah, yeah. They put a lot of talent around him. Um, all right. So let's let's. Oh, and then we have another big of uh, the big big trade in the Superflex League was me and uh, Feinberg. Uh, Feinberg paid. Miles Sanders to trade right. up to the second for the second overall pick, which is what I mean. Who are you looking for at the second overall pick? Because Burroughs is going well, number one. To me. Yeah, uh, I I gave up the uh, one Sanders, so I feel like I gave a pretty hefty price, but I'm gonna go with Tua because my roster. Jameis Winston and uh, Cam Newton, so I effectively have no starting quarterback. I have to go with at two, but it pains me, really, really pains me, because in any other situation, I would be going with my Edward Solaire, yeah. <laughs> put him where he rightfully belongs on a lifelong chief chief fan over here. Are you going to be able to uh, um? When he's when he's there at two at one oh two, are you gonna be able to, to not hit the submit button on him? Make the decision like instantly because into going for the running back, which I don't think it's like it wouldn't be the world's worst decision. 
I would be able to roster a team without a tanking violation if I don't have a starter on my roster. That's something that just never really sat well with me in terms of how do you avoid a tank? Tanking actively avoid getting a quarterback. Uh, I I don't know. So I go with Tua, and I'm just gonna have to not look back. All right, all right, we're back on now. All right, so uh, yeah, you uh, Feinberg, you had traded up uh, one seven and Miles Sanders for the one oh two. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa most likely going to be that pick, but can you avoid Ceh avoid uh, selecting him and pressing select on that day? Well, if I didn't have, uh, I, I I gave you the one oh eight and Miles Sanders. So if I didn't have oh. the one oh seven as well, then I probably wouldn't have felt as comfortable making that trade but because i still have the 107 and i i am aware that with burrows already going at one and people interested in text the 107 I, I i would probably go more for the running back but my team has enough holes that i need to start with quarterback so i'm fairly confident that i'll be able to pass on c Crap. In catch your league, so many guys. Like I think there's going to be tons of uh, wide receiver value in that draft, just because of the value of quarterbacks. And there's nobody who has running backs that I think a lot of like high value wide receivers will fall when we get to portion. Um. I, 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 uh, there's a ton of wide receiver value, like you said. Uh, there's, there's a big five running, running back, and I'm hoping one of them falls to me at eight. And, uh, but I, I got a running back from Feinberg, so I don't have to worry about it too much. So I, I, I was gonna pick Jonathan Taylor at two, but uh, now it's no, I don't. I'd rather have Jonathan Taylor than Ceh. Gotcha. Oh, you want to talk about some of these? Uh, yeah. These offensive moves. You want to start with the the, the big. I got them, I got them all written down. TB twelve to Tampa Bay. So is no, that well, you may, you may, we know how you feel about this cat. So is this a positive or negative move for the fantasy player? Right. Um, I I particularly think it's positive for Tom Brady going to a, a team that has offensive weapons all over the place as far as receiving, and they invested money uh on draft capital I should say in line and and running back. So I, I think it's a much better situation for him. It's it's a worse situation for him. You got Godwin. Yeah, yeah. endless, endless, endless amount of weapons there for him. Uh, 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 this is all, not, not just uh, improvement on actual weapons, but an entire team and coach, a team dominated by their defense. So play ball control, keep the score. We're, we're on pause. We're ready to go. All right, yeah. There's a lot of value at wide receiver in this draft. There's only, I think there's a big five as far as running backs go. And then, like, the rest is just, like, maybe could work their way into a role. But wide receivers, you're going, like, 12 deep. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what about you guys? Tampa, uh, Tampa uh, sorry, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. I, I'm saying that's a plus for him. Yeah, we both said plus. Yeah, right. definitely all around. Better better, uh, better uh, skills around, better skill players around him and better team philosophy, more offensive oriented. And Bruce Arians, he's, a, you know, he's an air raid kind of guy. So Tampa, uh, Tom Brady, or 
you know, all good. Philip Rivers to the Colts. Um, he gets they drafted a wide two wide receivers, um, Pittman and some other guy. Uh, they drafted Jonathan Taylor, who's a great in between tackles runner. He's got he's behind a great line. T. Y. Hilton. I think it's kind of a lateral move. Like I, I don't see it being better for him or worse. Well, the offensive line is way better in uh, in Indy, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know if he has the same weapons. A lot of this T. Y. Who's sort of uh, on. Coming to the end of his career, he's all and he's always injured. Then who else is there? Paris Campbell, he can't stay stay on the field, and he hasn't been impressive. To be fair, give Paris Campbell had the one year. He, yeah, but I mean, there's not a ton of targets, um, a ton of receivers there. For he's got Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton, and Pittman. So, like, I think that I mean, on paper, is better than Keenan Allen and the gang over in the Chargers. <laughs> who the fuck is there? Mike Williams, who's like strictly a red zone guy, or go jump well, ball? He, he had Hunter Henry until Henry got hurt. That, that's a pretty good That's target. a guy who can't stay on the field. Lots. But I, I think you actually mentioned the thing that's going to be the most impactful at first is the offensive line. The Chargers never had a good offensive line, and now they go to a, he's on a team that, uh, you know, Philip Rivers loves to hold on to the ball as long as humanly possible. He changes the plays. So a good offensive line, I think, is going to – Really help them. I think uh, the Colts uh, really improved the team with uh, Rivers there, at, at least for a year or you know two, as long as he stays. The next guy, um, not don't just take into account for this year, but in his future in general. Teddy Bridgewater taking the reins over in Carolina. Is that better than him staying another year at, at New Orleans and then inheriting that team eventually? I, I don't know if he was going to really inherit that team, to be honest. The, 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 I think that this is going to be a wait and see. I wouldn't, I, I'm not sold on uh, Bridgewater. He, he really wasn't asked to do a whole lot. He just asked, he was just asked to basically just manage the ship until uh, Breeze got healthy. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on this being like a long-term move uh, for, for Carolina. We paid him very well, so uh, if you're Carolina, you better hope he pans out. Um, I I have some Teddy Bridgewater shares, so um, I'm probably biased and a bit more optimistic than most. But talk about weapons, uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, these guys can make our playmakers. They just brought in Robbie Anderson. I think Ian Thomas is really good. So uh, I'm and then obviously uh, CMC coming out of the backfield. So. Oh yeah, I like it. Um, he's going to have to show that he can throw the ball down the field. I think that's the biggest thing. Because they got much, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, but he's got to get it to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's much more seen uh, Teddy as a uh, sort of game manager plus. Um, so he's going to have to get the ball down the field. I I think this is a a, a great move for Bridgewater. I, I I I would rather just you know sink or swim on my own than wait and wait and wait around for Drew Brees to finally call it quits. Yeah. Um, next player, Jack Conklin, monster tackle from the Titans, went to the Browns. Um, I think that this is a bet, a much better move for Conklin because, like, now they got rid of that coach. Uh, that's a really good young team, and you know he's anchoring that line for you know young good quarterback and um Bray, uh, sorry Baker Mayfield. He gets a block for Chubb. Uh, he's got Landry and uh, Odell Beckham and Hooper, and then um, the African. Uh, what was that um, African yeah, and Joku and Joku and Joku, Joku. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot of weapons out there. I, I think 
this and then the uh, guy they drafted, man, makes that a pretty decent line, um, well, much better than they had last year. So I think this is a, a plus for Jack Conklin. I would, I would, I'd much rather block for Baker Mayfield than for what's the other guy from Miami? Manahill? Yeah. <laughs> I know we were talking about offensive line, so I didn't have anything prepared, but it sounds like it's a good move. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not done with all the offensive line of that, but he is a Pro Bowl tackle, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. changes a team. So right, no, for sure. Uh, that was the biggest problem with Cleveland last year, right? Yeah, could just It was like a turnstile. The mm-hmm. Defensive line, linebackers just getting through. Baker didn't have a ton of time to throw the ball down the field, especially when you need players like Odell Beckham to run stretch routes in order for things to be effective. He didn't have time to get it down there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like a good move. Feinberg. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a, any offensive lineman that has experience and success moving to another team that needed offensive help, Offensive line help sounds like a good, you know, win-win for for the player and team. Uh, Robbie Anderson in Carolina, I think finally um, d- uh, this helps out Samuel a lot because he's not a field stretcher. He's uh, he's more like DJ Moore, where he you know he runs a post and, and he's out. Um, Robbie Anderson is finally not the number one on a team, which he's just not the number one guy. I think this is a much better move for Robbie Anderson, where he's like the fifth option on the squad, and he could he's going to be like a uh, Ted Ginn type guy, not on special teams, but just like a, you know a field stretcher, catch an open bomb or two. Watts. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, I think he did have problems being the number one guy at the Jets. Um, yeah, and he's only on a one year deal, so it's like a prove it kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll he'll be out there balling. So yeah, I like it. Uh, Feinberg. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's a good move for Robbie Anderson not to have the focal point of the offense or a passing game beyond him. I, I disagree with one aspect, though. Uh, I think this is a – it negatively impacts Curtis Samuel because, like you said, Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore were more of, like, possession guys, more move the chains. Robbie Anderson is more of a stretch the field guy. So I think that it's good for opportunity, one-year deal, prove it. I think that there's going to be some issues with his chemistry with Bridgewater because Bridgewater has really never been asked and has been, nor has he been successful throwing downfield. He's more of been a, you know, mid-range, you know, uh, dare I say Alex Smith kind of <laughs> safe passer, get the first, complete third down, you know, third down conversion. So good for Robbie Anderson, not so good for Curtis Samuel, in my opinion. Well, but the the way you described it is Worse for Robbie Anderson and better for Curtis Samuel because Curtis Samuel then gets to be the like slot guy or whatever you know he gets to be the other like like sh- Robbie Anderson is going to be the guy running go routes. Samuel gets to now not run the go routes and run a full route tree because um, Robbie Anderson is the guy stretching the field. I just don't think that there's enough uh, targets to go around because your boy CMC he eats up about a hundred targets, eighty catches a year. I think you're going to so, see his target share fall with the quality quarterback go up. Like he got a lot of targets because, like, the yeah, was it Kyle Allen, Cam Newton out there that like they kind of suck. Like Cam Newton's a, a, a not efficient passer. He's he had that one great year. He won MVP, but like I, that's more he's he's a He's like a was it a uh, you know he rushed he 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 did things with his legs a lot when he lost that he dumped up he dumped the ball off all day man like I I, I think that this particular way it's set up is better for Samuel than it was before. Well, I I just think that in in terms of just issue the issue for Curtis Samuel is that they obviously wanted the new regime wanted uh, 
uh, Robbie Anderson, whereas the old regime, the old head coach put together the squad that had DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. So I think that, you know, you bring in your guys. So going forward, if it's working well with uh, Robbie Anderson, I think they look to move Curtis Samuel because I think DJ Moore is a beast. And I think that guy is just going to keep getting better. I mean, he turned it on last year with, like you said, with like zero quarterback help. So I, I, I think good for Robbie Anderson. And I think it's like a wait and see approach with how they address uh, Curtis Samuel. Next guy, Austin Hooper to the Browns. I think this is a bad fantasy move for Austin Hooper. He was clearly the main tight end over in, um, in Atlanta, he had a good rapport with Matt Ryan. Now he moves to be like the sec, the one B, one A, wherever you want to split out with Ninjoku. And he's and there's like he's like the fourth banana as far as scoring goes on that team. Fourth, fourth banana, interesting. Yeah, they come they come in bunches, uh, Feinberg. They're, they're not just two bananas. You can buy more than them. True. <laughs> I, mean, I, I usually buy my bananas from Seven Eleven, where they do come individual or two for a dollar. So. But uh, I, I, I expand agree. your mind, homie. Expand your mind. <laughs> I I do agree with your assessment. I think that he went from a quarterback that sort of like uh, sought him out, uh, pristine home environment of playing indoors to an outdoor environment. And uh, I'm not. I mean, we saw good and bad Baker from year one to year two. So I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not sold on this being a uh, improvement on uh, Austin Hooper. Plus, you go from the the the, the comfy confines of the NFC South to the AFC North, which is like you know you get to play home and away versus the Bengals, the Browns. I'm sorry, you are the Browns, the Bengals, the the Ravens, and the Steelers. So that's not yeah. good. Yeah, and I, I'm interested to see in how they view working both him and Njoku, right? Like, Njoku is more of a receiving type tight end, as is as is Hooper. So I don't know. Are they both going to be at the field at the same time? Are they going to move in Joku? Um, they obviously have an interest in him or because they paid him, right? Would they pay him like? I, I, I don't think they paid him that much, man. I thought they gave him a good deal, actually. Did they? Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Browns, man, like, I think they're just going to kind of eat each other up. Like, I think that they eat into each other's value and both of them are kind of, kind of you know, I, I wouldn't start either of them. Yeah, they, they, they have the same issues that I think uh, we were just talking about uh, with the Carolina. There's a lot of mouths to feed there. Uh, by the way, it's four years, 44 mil. Yeah, they're going to use him. It's going to 11 million a year. So they're going to use him. They're going to the odd man out there. Um, He's the highest paid tight end in the league right now. Holy until, uh, you know, it's obviously, the, uh, I think Kittle gets his extension. I can. That is the wildest thing I've ever heard of. That he is the <laughs> highest paid tight end in the league. Whatever. Um, next, he's not even clearly the best tight end on his team, let alone deserving. To I be think the he's better tight. than Ninjoku. I mean, negligible. Oh, I think it's negligible. Assuming no, that Ninjoku can stay healthy. Ninjoku's never done it. While Austin Hooper has put together two solid seasons. True. Fair enough. Like Ninjoku is like a you know the was it like the the Bigfoot where like you heard about it but you never seen it. <laughs> he's no better than the sixth banana. <laughs> Definitely not better than the sixth banana. Um, next player, Melvin Gordon to the Broncos. Uh, I don't even know. I think this is – he's like in the exact same dumb situation. He's the 1A in a running back by committee with like Royce Freeman and and, uh, and Lindsey. It's like the same thing. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really understand this trade when they made it. Was it a trade or did they just sign him? Oh, maybe – no, but he got a two-year 16 million, so – 
Yeah, he shouldn't have held out, man. He should have taken the fifteen million for one year uh, franchise tag. Did they yeah, even franchise he that? He had, he had when he held out last year. He just was like that. That, that team was going to move on from him because, first of all, he would like he didn't have leverage to make to do that in the first place because Austin Eckler is good, right? So it's like, what are you doing? You're not showing anything. And then he came back and was totally unimpressive. I think other than two years ago when he averaged almost five yards a carry, every season he's averaged four or less. So he's been a very pedestrian running back with the exception of one year. Um, yeah, so I don't really think this was a great move for um, at least the Broncos. I agree with you. I would rather just not pay Melvin Gordon and throw out Lindsey and Freeman combo. But I guess like you don't want to tip your hand so much when like actually they they, they, they ran Lindsey a bunch though, right? He got a bunch of carries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lindsey, uh, uh, not only did this trade piss me off from a fantasy perspective because I went out and grabbed, uh, made a made a trade for Philip Lindsey last year, figuring that he was going to be the uh, you know the main main guy there for at least a foreseeable future, but. Melvin Gordon is just he, you know, they they're paying him to be the one, the, the number one guy. So they're going to force feed him the ball. He hasn't really excelled any better than uh, Austin Eckler. So I, I'm not a fan of this. And uh, the, the the lone Bronco fan that I know, which we all know, I'm not a fan of this either. So when your own when your own fans don't like it, I think, uh, I mean, to an extent, I I, I think that it kind of indicates that this was just a bad move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've not been impressed by John Elway at all. It just seems like he's been a just like he won that Super Bowl that one year. He went to two Super Bowls though. What? He he got him to two Super Bowls. He got him to two. They lost one against the Seahawks. They got the shit kicked out of him. Oh, that was he was the man. He was the GM then. Yeah, he's the guy who brought uh, Manning over. So Manning started that Super Bowl and got started off with a safety. But it's been downhill ever since, yeah. Yeah. Um, since Manning retired, that was the end of that. Um, next player, Brashad Perryman to the Jets. Uh, I would have honestly rather have just signed uh, – sorry, not signed. I'd rather just drafted two receivers and then dealt with an older guy who never panned out with Brashad Perryman. I know he did well when he was the, the, the main guy there last year for a couple of weeks but in Tampa – but I would have rather just drafted another receiver than this guy. I think this is good for his value because otherwise he's out the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was supposed to be um, the stud and just never happened. And then last year in limited opportunities, I think he put up almost 800 yards and like something like seven or eight TDs. I'm going to look it up right now. Well, that was the Tampa Bay offense where they were constantly – Wild swings of like up fourteen, down seven. You know, like it was just a lot of throwing yeah, going on. In, in four games, he started. He had six hundred and forty-five yards, six TDs. It's pretty impressive. And, and basically, four starts, he put up monster numbers. So, well, to to end the year last year when they were dealing with all their injuries, let's see, one, two, three, four, five consecutive games, he put up no less than seventy yards. He had five touchdowns in the span of those five games. He had the end of the year, three consecutive games of 100 plus yards, four touchdowns, five receptions, seven receptions, five. He definitely is flashing some of the abilities that he was supposed to have had when he was drafted originally by uh, the Ravens, right? Yeah, but right. the Ravens in that offense with Flacco, they like just all they wanted to do was pass to a million tight ends and fullbacks. It was like the dumbest offense. 
Right. They they, they hurt. Were hurt to just run down the field. That's it, basically. He was hurt. You said what? Yeah, he was. No. He was. Uh, but uh, interesting stat: his father, Brett Perriman, played ten years in the NFL as a wide receiver for four teams. It looks like you like father like son here. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Bro, you're gonna be a journeyman receiver too, man. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, to, to to just uh go back to the initial question, I, I actually like this signing for the Jets because it will allow them to not have to force feed the ball to their rookie. They have a solid tight end when he's on the field. They have a possession guy in Crowder. This guy, if used the way that Arians was using him. I, I actually like it, and he's cheaper than uh, Robbie Anderson. So, yep. you know, I mean, I, I I think it's a good fit, or at he's, least I'm really he's I'm hoping... better than Robbie Anderson. I'd rather have. I think, yeah, I think he absolutely could be. He's got a you know a good pedigree. Next guy, um, Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints. I think this is a huge upgrade for Emmanuel Sanders. You go from Jimmy Garoppolo and that run, 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 run offense in uh, San Francisco to. Um, was it New Orleans? And you know, there's games where like that he could just light it up. I think. I think this gave his his whole value, uh, you know, a boost. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's but he is 33, so he can give the Saints a year or two max. One year, ideally, uh, it'd be surprising if in his. Do you sign more than one year? year? What? Do you sign more than one year? I think it's a one year deal. Uh, two years, sixteen. Oh, two years, two years. So he's he's going to be at his third age, thirty five year. I can't imagine him lighting it up then. But the Saints have uh, gotten a lot out of some older older guys. Ted Ginn, mm-hmm. um, what's his name? The, the tight end who was like a million years old. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Oh my God. Watson, right? Yeah, but yeah, Ben Watson. Ben Watson at thirty eight was blowing them. So. Balling out. He was good for them. He played well. <laughs> <laughs> he was balling out. Um, Marcus Mariota to the Raiders. Uh, forget this being positive or negative. It's clearly negative. The guy was drafted second overall. But will he eventually start a game non due to non-injury over David Carr this year? I think he does. I think David Carr is like... Totally unimpressive. Um, the Raiders know it. Gruden knows it. Uh Carr has real difficulty, uh, one, making plays with his feet, two, throwing the ball down the field. He's another just uh, kind of a game manager type. He had one decent year that everybody, like, holds their hat on. But that was I, It was only because it was a high touchdown year. It wasn't his yeah, yards exactly. or anything like that wasn't any good. Exactly. So I think Mariota starts eventually. Uh, it's been terrible. I think Mariota, I don't think he's bad. I think he's just – He's been a, a victim of having... Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about Carr. No, Mariota only had one good year, and that was because it was a high touchdown year. Well, also Carr, too. Did he? It was Carr, like 2017. He was having a great year, and then he broke his fucking leg, and then, like, you know, that, that whole team tanked after that. That was weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that the Raiders are, uh, to, 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 I guess, a permitious pun, I think they are a black hole. I think <laughs> that players go there and disappear. They... Uh, I'm, I'm not really a big uh, David Carr guy, but I am absolutely not a Mariota fan. That guy is not an NFL caliber quarterback. I'm not saying Carr is, but I think that Gruden is firmly attached to Carr and Mariota being brought in to push Carr is like kind of a joke. You know, like he, he, he lost his job when he was being pushed by Tannehill, which kind of says all you need to know about Mariota. 
Well, I think Carr this year, um, he's they did they got him a whole brand new receiving core with uh, Rugs, Edwards, and they drafted like a slot guy later in the third round, I think. Um, they have a you know bell cow back with um, Jacobs. They uh, have Waller, and the other guy's not bad either. Um, they have a guy from LSU, I think. Um, they had the they had that guy uh, Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau. He's uh, they yeah. drafted him last year. He's Great. not bad. They uh, they have a lot of weapons there. So if he doesn't do it this year, then yeah, I, I, he's done. I think he's just done. Um, yeah, I, I I think that the Raiders will be looking for a quarterback in the draft in the next couple of years because they're not they're, they're not making any moves in the AFC West. So I think that they're going to get high draft picks. Who pretty, even knows pretty. that 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 team makes draft picks like it's the movie Draft Day. Like they just they draft guys who are like we're never even going to get drafted remotely where they were. I mean, their general manager was playing fantasy football like us three years ago, and they pulled uh, Mike Mayock off of the NFL Network. Yeah, dude, so, he uh, was he was like the guy who was like on draft day. He just like uh, analyzed stuff. He was like a safety yeah. for the Giants in like the eighties. I like I don't know why this guy is a fucking GM at this point. He didn't even go after Mel Kiper or Todd McShay. They went after <laughs> some rando who does the the, the draft. So I, I think the Raiders are just uh, as an organization. They, I just think that they they're not. Uh, you know, well put together. If you're Mel- Ra- the Raiders, uh, signed him for two years, seventeen point six mil, with seven point five mil guaranteed. That's a lot of money for a backup. I think they fully expect him to get out there and give Carr a run for his money. Yeah, but it's a quarterback though. That's like going right. Chase Daniels thrown like what's he go for? A hundred passes in the NFL. The guy's made like a hundred million dollars or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last, the last uh, uh, free agent signing of note is uh, uh, not me, uh, Eric Ebron to the Steelers. Steelers needed a tight end. This guy was kind of balling once he left Detroit on the Colts, catching a lot of touchdowns. Um, do you think that he is going to be a, uh, a tight end one on the Steelers? I'd say yes. I mean, th- th- he's just such an erratic player, but he's shown enough that he can um, he can he can put up wide, uh, tight tight end one numbers. Uh, his issue is uh, snap count because I don't think he can block, and I think he's kind of a moron, is what the, <laughs> the intel is on him. So, like, he's an exceptional athlete, and at the right situation, he gets open and he can make plays. But I don't know if he can block and like pick up um, uh, protections. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. But he's gonna get like he's gonna have like 40, 50 receptions on the over the course of the year, and it'll be like maybe nine, ten touchdowns. But that's enough for. Oh, that's that's like why I mean, that's like tied in eight or nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like I I like the signing. I've never been a big Ebron guy, but the Steelers like their tight ends. They like to focus on them for uh, third downs and in the red zone. And if Ben can stay healthy, uh, you know, I I think they can definitely pencil him in. And for tight end being the position that it is, it's not very deep. I think it's a pretty good uh, pretty good signing for both player and team. Okay, let's uh, move on to the. Uh, the the draft and I I I pretty much picked out all the uh, big names that came out of the draft. Uh, we'll start with QB first. Wait, before we move on, can I just mention one other free agent signing? Sure. Uh, last twenty four hours, Dalton. Interesting. Dalton going to the Cowboys. That I know it's another just a backup quarterback, backup. but with the with the Cowboys not having signed Dak long term, I'm just saying that that. I mean, we to be fair, we also just discussed Mariota going to the Raiders. I think we can <laughs> have a second going on uh, Dalton to the Cowboys. I think that's a huge downgrade for Dalton. He there were the, the the Patriots that everyone was like, 
whoever, whatever, you know, veteran quarterback goes there is then would just be like, you know, his level would go way up and he decided to be the backup over in Dallas. So I think that's a huge downgrade for him. And I don't like, I guess for, if you're Dallas, it's good to have a, you know, plan B, but like I, that does nothing for him. If, if Dallas were to ever need to put him on the field, this would be the best wide receiving core he's ever had in his career, except for like the one year where Dalton had AJ, Muhammad Sanu, a healthy Tyler Eifert, and uh, I'm forgetting one other receiver they had at that point. But this receiver core never is had healthy receivers. So I, I, I'll say that if he actually has to get onto the field with a healthy Cowboys offense and Zeke behind him and their offensive line. I don't know. Like I, I, I would, uh, I would uh, hope that uh, it works out with Dak. But if not, I'd be, I'd be okay with Dalton going forward. He'd be Andy Dalton. Like he'd be pretty good, and then he would get to the playoffs, and he would stink it up. <laughs> Which would be great for the. That's what the Cowboys look for. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> since Troy Aikman retired, they're like, we want a quarterback that could bring us to the playoffs and fucking lose horribly. We should also talk about before we move on to uh, the rookies, the Hopkins David Johnson fiasco. Oh my. god. God, that was probably. <laughs> I feel like it would be would not be a proper first uh, podcast without talking about that. Also, Stephon Diggs to Buffalo is also interesting. But that kills Stephon Diggs's value for me. I, you were catching. You were in a. I I'd much rather have my receiver catching passes from Kirk Cousins Kirk, yeah. than yeah. from Josh Allen. <laughs> I agree, and they're like such a run dominant team, uh, and he's going to be fighting for targets with a few targets that there are with uh john brown who was killing it last year so yeah i don't i don't see this as a great move uh you know how the ralph is during the winter too <laughs> it's always a hard place to play <laughs> it's a hard place to play even for the players mm-hmm. um but it's a, a very defensive focus run very classical old school kind of hard-nosed football team uh yeah i don't think it's a great uh fit for him also the bills gave up a first rounder um in that trade which is i thought like a lot what did that end up being? Was it Justin Jefferson? I think it was a replacement. Yeah, the, the yeah. I think they got like the one twenty two or one twenty five, whatever it was. From yeah, it was it was Justin Jefferson from LSU, which yeah, what? replaced literally replaced Diggs with that pick. Yeah, so that's that was a great move by the Vikings, mm-hmm. and then this Hopkins David Johnson thing was why one of the worst trade <laughs> one of the worst trades uh, I've seen as an uh, as an adult. You take uh, literally, like, arguably the the second best wide receiver in football right now, and you trade him for like a washed running back. Like, I just don't get yeah. it. Yeah, it, it, it as as bad as the digs to Buffalo move is, in exact opposite was as good as you could have ever asked for for DeAndre to go to a team that is going to that has a quarterback, has an offensive minded coach. Other other receivers out there that are going to take some heat off of uh, off of DeAndre Hopkins, where he's been consistently the only guy you have to worry about, uh, except for like two games a year when uh, Will Fuller was healthy. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I think it's a downgrade. I you think it's a downgrade? Yeah, I mean, anytime you go from being the absolute number one to going like he, he would get like 150 plus targets a year to now not being sure what his role is going to be like obviously he's the one but like is it going to be as dominant as it was in Houston he was he had a great rapport with with, uh with Watson who's uh I I mean like he's better than Kyler Murray is at this point like you you have a downgraded quarterback you have a downgrade 
um, you know, in your position for the team, like I, I would downgrade him actually from this. I think this is worse for him. See, I, I look at it like this is sort of a, a, a it's going to be a better scheme for DeAndre Hopkins because this is an offense that's going to scheme him open the way like the Chiefs scheme open Tyreek Hill kind of thing. There's going to be more options out there. And yeah, overall, he may have fewer receptions because I think that he was uh, putting up uh, practically unsustainable type of uh, targets and receptions in a modern NFL game. But he's on a team now that's going to go air raid, like three, four guys deep. They don't have a tight end. Their running back is, you know, I mean, he's okay. He's not, you know, going to be taking a lot. It's not like they have Ezekiel Elliott back there. I I think that this is uh, huge. I think this, I'm not going to say he's going to, put up even better numbers but i don't see his numbers going down that much i see his numbers going down especially after this year fitz is gone i mean that fitz doesn't even it doesn't even matter because there's their scheme they run a million wide receivers so like but i mean you put four receivers out there on the on the texans as well they always threw to deandre hopkins the guy had to make these circus like (laughs) catches because he was like quadruple covered and and in order to get the ball to him deandre Andre, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson had to run for his life practically behind a shitty offensive line, scrambling left and right. I think this is going to be a good move. I'm just saying that like not many like you you went from a sure scenario to now an unsure scenario, and I can't like it's not like he went from this to then playing with you know it's not like he went from this to Kansas City. He went from this to playing like an arguably like a like a top a bottom ten team. Not offense. Even on offense, they, they they kicked a lot of field goals last year. I know that they worked in the offensive line and they got some more picks and stuff. But, I mean, you went from Watson to Murray. Like, I would rather play with Watson than Murray. Watson is three years in a row. He's proved that he's nice. Murray had an okay, you know, first season. Like, Watson. The, uh, the Texans also signed. They also got Brandon Cooks. And then they also picked up – Randall Cobb for twenty-seven million bucks, which made no sense to me. No, he caught. He had eight hundred. He had eight hundred yards on the low last year. He's a really good um, slot guy. Who Randall Cobb? Yeah, eight hundred yards. He did. <laughs> okay, but I don't know. I'm not. I wouldn't be afraid. They also have Kiki Kuti and uh, Ken, Kenny Stills. It's like a crowded, and they all get hurt. First of all, Kenny Stills. So, Randall Cobb hasn't played a full season in four years. He That's played a full I, season last year. No, he didn't. How many games did he play? I don't know, twelve or something. I can look. It oh, up. You just you just guess it. I know he played a full season. No, he hasn't played. I looked when I was doing my research. It said he has not played a full season in four years, and I owned him. I owned him too last year. He had eight hundred yards receiving, which I mean, for the third option on on the Cowboys is pretty good. Now he goes to being the I would say like the second option. Really, I mean, you would he have Cooks who I may play a bunch, but, he, but he's probably going to get his brain. He's like thirty one. He hasn't been injured yet. Let me see. He hasn't played a full season. Let's see. Yeah, he didn't play. Uh, he played almost every game last year. I'll give him credit for that. He missed one game last year. But right. let's just count real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of those games, he never even broke 50 yards receiving. Yeah. All right, but he's also the third option on that team. All right. <laughs> one game, he literally got negative three yards receiving. Just yeah. it's, it, that, That's impressive. Again, he still finished the year with 800-something yards. I'm not even talking about it from a fantasy perspective. I'm talking about from a real football perspective. Like, that was a good signing by the Texans. Like, I thought that, um, like, you got that guy on the cheap. 
27 million bucks. Not for cheap. how many years? Three. And he's and he's 31, 32. Million? Fucking Austin Hooper went for fucking 11 million for you. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, basically... He's 29. He's going to be 30 before the season starts. Yep. Three years, 27 million. I mean, yeah, I guess he's kind of middle of the pack, but nine mil for a guy that is not going to, you know, tear the charts off. Yeah, tear the charts off. He's not. I don't know. And what do you think about Gurley? One year, five mil. I was the best he's going to get. Uh, I think. If, uh, I I honestly what? think. Is he washed? Mm, I don't know. Depends if his knee holds up. I, I think that the. It's <laughs> a big if. Well, he's young though. He's only twenty-five. Um, on the Rams, the Rams line went from being one of the best in the league to being one of the worst in the league. So, like, he still was very productive last year. Uh, you know, in uh, in that um, uh, running behind that line. Now he gets to go to Atlanta. They spent a lot of draft capital on Lyman the last two years. So, uh, and they have Julio Jones. He's getting older, but Matt Ryan. They have a lot of offensive weapons. I think that he'll be good this year. I don't think he's going to be like Todd Gurley scoring 20 touchdowns good, but he'll be good. I think he gets hurt. And then the kid Brian Hill. Is- Todd Gurley has just – yeah, they, yeah. Todd Gurley is going to have tons and tons of opportunity this year. Uh, I think this is a great offense for, that, he, that he landed in. Uh, I, I, I think this is basically as best as he could have asked for, and it's a one-year five mil. So I think they could use him, you know – you know, extensively, because what's it going to cost them? They don't I have to think they resigned him too. He's from Georgia, or I mean, he's played college and he he's played yeah, at Georgia. Georgia. So. Yeah, I think he's from Georgia too. Is there any more uh, trades that happen? Or uh... no, we're good. I, got, I think we got everything. All right, cool. All right, we're rookie Jordan, Jordan Howard to uh, Miami. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what about Matt Breda to Miami on the on the radar? I think, I think it would have been good. He would have gotten an opportunity, but now it's Breda's team, as far as I'm concerned. I think Matt Breda got a huge boost going from God knows what it was going to be in um, San Francisco to being by far the most talented guy in Miami. They didn't draft anybody, which was smart because why draft a running back? That's not what you need right now. You're going to be probably in the top half of the draft next year, so use a second rounder on the a running back next year. And and the thing about Breda is that guy is like every other running back. He's always injured. But that guy just plays through injuries like 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 very few players can do. It, it, it's kind heart. of impressive, but he's always injured. Heart, it's heart, <laughs> heart. Yeah, he's also. Uh, I don't think he's American, isn't he? Like Australian or something. I have no Ooh. idea. Matt Breda. There's Australian oh. players that aren't fullbacks. I I have no idea. Pretty sure, pretty sure he's. Uh, I would, don't think he was American. I don't know. If there was a World Series of American football, would it would we be more dominant than in basketball? Uh, yeah, we would destroy in football. Nobody else plays it. <laughs> well, they also don't eat like us neither, so like our offensive lines would probably just throw around people. <laughs> yeah, but we got better drugs. We make our guys like the size of uh, little uh, little SUVs out there. <laughs> Yo, after doing a bunch of yard work, I want to say like those those like country boys that like work on that grew up on farms and shit. I I understand why they're just like on a different level. Of, yeah, they're strong, man. They're, they're like country strong. That's because they're doing that yard work shit. So basically, don't ever get into a fight with an Amish guy is what you're saying? Not those <laughs> pussies. I'm talking about guys who are like chopping trees down. Fucking what do you like, think the Amish are doing? You think they're using chainsaws? No, they're like two dudes with like a handsaw that are just going zip, 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 zip. Like, I'm sure they're strong too, but like, you know. I'm, not, I'm talking about like a guy wearing overalls going out with like hay, hay in his mouth and just chopping down a cherry tree out there. They're not, none of those guys are like ripped, but they're just like fucking massive, you know? They're just 
Yeah, that that's when those are the guys that become offensive linemen. Look, yeah. you you go around like you go to Minnesota, you go like you uncover like a Brock Lesnar looking motherfucker. You're just like, all right, man. You just all you guys eat is steak and and fucking and milk yeah. and and. That's why milk. all the offensive linemen in the NFL come out of like Iowa and mm. Minnesota and Wisconsin is because big boys, big country fan white boys, just big big men. Uh, all right. So going to the NFL rookie draft. Let's start with quarterback. Our number one pick, Burrow. What, guys, do you think he's going to be a bust? And do you like his landing spot? Well, I'm drafting him first overall in your league. So, uh, obviously, there's going to be a bias. But also, from what I'm reading and what I saw last year, like I was obviously skeptical because he couldn't beat out Haskins. He couldn't beat out JT Barrett at Ohio State. So, I was like, you know, I was very, very skeptical. But I watched I, I watched the film. Uh, according to a lot of the, these experts, he's the, he's the best guy to come out since Andrew Luck in terms of just pure film so um yeah I am uh I like it I like it uh also what's what's the coach's name Urban Meyer he's a fucking idiot this guy All he's he knows the head coach is, he was at Ohio State oh Ohio State yeah, yeah. Ohio State what does he know he won multiple national like, titles well yeah he's doing dirty recruiting that's everybody shady shit, shady shit which is why he's not fucking coaching football now so um and Sandy Pete Carroll. No. <laughs> yeah, Reggie, Reggie Bush had to give the Heisman Trophy because it's that was they, bullshit too. Uh, it was bullshit because every team's doing it. If I could just see if it's like, you know, like the Astros who were like, you know, like filming motherfuckers out in the outfield that affects the actual game, but like the college process to take the players, like everyone is given bags of money underneath the table. It's like, and you're gonna act like he didn't win the Heisman? It's like, all right, he won the Heisman. Just fucking penalize the school to get rid of like picks for yeah, the school. Yeah, yeah. Or, or... I'm actually, uh, I, I know there's been some uh, back and forth in the uh, in the infamous group chat about uh, Burrow and whether or not he uh, is as good as anticipated. But from everything I'm reading and from just watching his games, yeah, that guy is the real deal. Yeah. He is as accurate as they come. He's tough, and the idea that he couldn't beat out guys at Ohio State. I, 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 I think you guys are 100% right. Basically, what we're saying is there were so many other factors involved in why he didn't become a starter. Not to mention, maybe he just wasn't in the right situation, right frame of mind. But when given the opportunity, that guy took LSU to the championship and won it against a stacked SEC. So he never really had like an easy path to just, you know, making himself a big name. He's got receivers. He's got... Uh, well, I think he's got a receiver at least, assuming that AJ Green is healthy. No, that's uh, the guy. Uh, uh, T. Higgins I, and Tyler Boyd are more. Uh, uh, I'm uh, just saying that I think he's got targets. I think he's got a running back. I, I don't know about their offensive line, but I like the fact that he throws the ball well. He's accurate. He throws deep. I think he's got the intangibles. Last, I, 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 last season, they drafted a lineman very high that didn't play a game, so they have that guy returning. Uh, as well as I think they spent draft capital later in the draft to try to fill in some gaps. And they also drafted T. Higgins, who I think is going to probably slot in uh, to the, the starting starting three sets of wide receivers, and uh, John Ross will probably be on his way out after this year. John Ross is a field stretcher. Uh, I think – I, I, honestly, everyone's making a big deal about A.J. Green. A.J. Green is fucking washed. The guy hasn't played a game <laughs> – he hasn't played a game in since two, like the middle of 2018. He's got lower Does leg. Did he show up this year? He wasn't traded. Does he play this year? He I... was franchise tagged. For, I know. For what? I think he'll play this year just to showcase that he's still got something left for another contract. Because if he doesn't play this year, who's going to give him any no, kind of money? No one's going to give that guy any kind of money. Everyone's going to be on a one-year deal. 
No one wants to get involved long term with this guy. So he's it, it, there's no point. If I was him, I would like I would take that one year because they franchise tag you get the I think the was it the the uh, average of the top five receivers. So yeah. like get that last huge payday. Absolutely. And I would probably sit out again and I'd fucking just retire. <laughs> I would. Well, if he's injured again, then yeah, definitely. But I think if he's gonna play, I I I am very curious to see the uh offensive minded coach his name uh zach uh what's taylor his taylor zach. yeah yeah i i i'm 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 i think that burrow is in a good spot relatively speaking in terms of how bad usually a number one pick team is you know like most most quarterbacks that are taken first like peyton manning all these guys they have horrible first years so i think that burrow is going to be just is going to be fine uh no, I think it was a good. I think it was a good landing spot for him too. Hate the landing spot. Like the player, uh, the weapons. I think they're going to give him. He has Mixon. He has Higgins. He's got Boyd. So he's got some weapons. Uh, it could be. I guess it could be worse. But I. I just hate playing in Cincinnati. I would never want to have my player go to Cincinnati. Next play. You know, it's always going to be tough when you're the quarterback taken with the first pick because your team is going to be trash. Like, it's very rare where you're going to say, oh, the first team actually gave the quarterback, uh, you know, good weapons. They most likely wouldn't have been the first pick if, if they had actual weapons. Mm-hmm. So, all right, next player, Tua Tagovailoa at quarterback. He got drafted to the Miami Dolphins. Again, I thought Miami killed this draft. I, th- I think they've been killing it in general since they, uh, like, trade everyone away, hired their coach. I think that they're going to be a force uh, in the next couple of years in my in the NFL, forgetting the NFC East, AFC East, I should say. But I like this landing spot for Tua. Uh, he, he could sit out a year and it doesn't matter. Um, he They had drafted a, a, a monster. Um, they had drafted two tackles to protect him. They they, they invested everything in um, protecting Tua Tagovailoa. So it's like, we'll get him weapons later. Does That doesn't matter. We already have Devontae Parker out there and uh, Preston Williams. Uh, they tried Mike, Mike Isicki breakout year. Mike Isicki, they have him too. He's he's going to be a solid guy. And they traded for Matt Breda and signed Jordan Howard at, at running back, so they didn't waste any draft capital on a, on a, on that position. So and they they shored up their defensive uh, backfield, but they selected Diggs from Alabama, who was a monster. Oh, I'm sorry, no, they that was the Cowboys. They selected up uh, two or three good corners though in the draft. Um, I, I think this is a great landing spot for him, and I think I I would pick Tua. Over Burrow, to be honest with you, I I think that the only reason why you, you you I mean I think that all the all the reasons we were just saying about Burrow I think that actually sets him apart, along with the injury issues. Tua has had some had a severe hip injury last year, in addition to ankle and other lower leg injuries. Now, granted, for a quarterback, it's not as big as a skill position player. But those are some serious issues to be coming into the NFL with at, uh, you know, what is he, like 23, 24? Mm-hmm. So, uh, now, obviously, we were saying before, I traded up specifically to take Tua. I'm actually pretty sure he's going to be, if not the starter on week one, he's going to be the starter by, like, I'd, I'd say the latest mid-October. Let's say Watts goes nuts, he picks CEH, right? You take Burrow, Burrow or Tua? Burrow. Burrow, I think, is hands down the best quarterback in this draft, no doubt. Why? Yeah, and you've got to think also with with Tua, the lower uh, body injuries that Mike just mentioned, 
part of his game was being elusive back there. You got to figure some of that's going to be compromised with this injury. Also, he's got this very like long delivery. This was like something they uh, had a problem with Tim Tebow, but it's a very, very similar long, long delivery. Um, and you got to get the ball out quick in the NFL. So I'm going to, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, but overall, I think obviously two is a better prospect than Tebow ever was and more multidimensional. So we'll see. All right. We'll start with you again this time. Watts, uh, Herbert to the chargers. Do you like this good landing spot? Will it be a bust? I like Herbert a lot. Uh, he, he has the mold of a prototypical quarterback, six, three, um, I don't think Ty God, I think his days are done. Uh, I think he's, I think they know this team isn't going to be very good and he's just going to like man the ship for four or five games until they give the, get, they turn the reins over to Herbert. That's his, like, that's his role as far as teams. Like I'll, I'll manage the ship until it gets out of control and I'll hand the reins over to the, uh, to the rookie they drafted. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it keeps happening time and time again. Herbert, uh, uh, Feinberg, we're talking about Herbert. Do you like this landing spot? And is he going to be a bust? I like his landing spot more than I like Herbert. Just I am not the biggest fan of Oregon quarterbacks. <laughs> the Oregon um, offensive style doesn't translate very well for the quarterback because they don't have to be very accurate in college or in, in their system. The uh, Pacific, the, the, the Pac-10 or Pac-12 or Pac-48, whatever they are now, they, they, they don't play the SEC. They don't expose their quarterbacks to a lot of really top-tier defense. And um, – well, I like the fact that he's going to have uh, Austin Eckler to dump the ball off to, and uh, Keenan Allen is just you know he he soaks up you know every everything he basically throws his way, and he can just lob it up for Mike Williams, who basically is just to toss it up, let him go grab it, receiver. Uh, yeah, you know I, I think that he's definitely going to be starting. Yeah, I I, I heard uh, the laughing behind uh, Ty God before, and he, he's earned that laughter. That guy is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Every Sorry, point that Feinberg made, I agree with Herbert. So I'm not going to reiterate. Love Sorry. to the Packers. Um, I think this is the head coach telling Aaron Rodgers that pretty much fuck you. I, <laughs> I hate the landing spot because they're void of talent. They blew this draft at a huge wide receiver draft. They didn't draft one wide receiver. They, uh, they drafted a running back who's a great in-between-the-tackles guy. And they have Aaron Jones, who's like probably the most efficient dude. So they're good at running back, but and they got Adams, but it's going to be years before he sees the field, and he ain't getting any love from Aaron Rodgers. So I'm I'm not I I don't really like the player, and I hate the situation. So uh, Feinberg, going back to you. Uh yeah, I I think this is a big fuck you to Rodgers, but uh, I I. I I never know what to make of Aaron Rodgers. I feel like he's his own worst enemy. The guy is just so sort of unlikable, it seems, that it seems like his own team doesn't even like him. But he's just ridiculously talented. And uh, I, I I don't know about Jordan Love. I, I, I read some good things about him in the draft uh, you know, as a prospect. But if he can sit back there and actually learn anything, then that's great. But Aaron Rodgers does not seem like the type that's going to take him under his wing and teach him shit. So... I, I think that it was a bad landing spot for Love, but you know I think in the maybe three years he might might be the starter. What? Yeah, I've heard 
story after story about Aaron Rodgers just being a tremendous asshole. <laughs> he has this incredible ability to like alienate players. Like if he doesn't like you, like he's just like fuck you, don't talk to me. Like just ignore them in the locker room. Jeff Janis, I don't know what Jeff Janis did to him. Yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 Jeff Janis is out fucking hunting now, or you know, chopping down trees instead of playing football. Poor guy. But uh, yeah, he's got this real ability to alienate players. McCarthy hated him. They hated each other, uh, but they were somewhat successful, so they let it slide. But yeah, I mean, apparently he's very, very toxic. So maybe they, I guess the new coach has just had enough, like the hell with them. But I don't see a lot in Jordan Love. I know he's really, really athletic, but he's still, his, his uh, completion percentage is relatively low. Um, he's certainly not a complete quarterback by any means. He's going to need a lot of work. And now you have this whole toxic thing with him coming in i'm sure aaron Rodgers isn't gonna fucking put his arm around him and be like hey let me uh <laughs> yeah, show you show you around green bay like that's just not gonna happen so uh it's gonna be really interesting to see okay uh last quarterback hurt to the eagles i <laughs> think i love the i love the the situation well i love the landing spot to the eagles and i love the quarterback i i honestly think that he is going to overtake wentz because Wentz will get hurt again. He's not going to play full season. He's a, he's just not the guy. Uh, and that guy's uh, one of those athletic running backs that could run around, find an open receiver. And I think the NFL the next decade is going to start moving to these guys who aren't necessarily the most accurate passers, but they are the better football players. They're more athletic. They can find an open receiver downfield because they've elongated the play. They can hit the corners fast. They make the linebackers free so the run game works better. And I honestly think that Hurt will be the quarterback there. And not not this year, the next year. Uh, Watts, we'll go to you. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, so the whole knock on Hurts when he was at Alabama, which is why Tua took him over, uh, took over him, I should say, was that he couldn't throw the ball down the field. He then transferred to Oklahoma and was throwing deep ball after deep ball after deep ball. So he's really um, diversified his game. He has the athletic ability, which you need. Um, and uh, he seems like a leader of men, uh, where Wentz does not, to, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, I like it. Redhead, man, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't, you can't be spitting orders at me if you fucking got the you know the red hair, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Feinberg. I think that there's a lot of, uh, I guess we'll say, layers to this, to this pick. But... From one angle, from one perspective, I'm saying exactly I agree with you guys. I think that this guy is he's, – he's a winner. Wherever he goes, he's been successful. And with Wentz being uh, injury-prone, he'll probably, uh, you know, find a path to starting. So, you know, you could see like sort of like an Alex Smith transitioning to Colin Kaepernick kind of thing where Alex Smith was good, got him in a good spot, winning record. But Kaepernick came in and they're like, this guy is just better than Alex Smith. Whether we actually think long-term he was, doesn't matter. The team thought that. But at the same time, uh, you know, I, I, I think that uh, it was a complete waste of a second-round pick. And, and you know, you, you could have taken, a, you know, an offensive lineman to better help, uh, you know, protect Wentz with that pick or something like that. Receiver. I don't want to take anything away from, from, from Jalen Hurts. That guy is good. I think he can play. And I think that if it works out well, you do what the San Francisco did. You trade uh, Wentz to a team that needs a quarterback. And, and it worked out well for Alex Smith when he went to KC. So I, I, I'm, I'm liking the pick more as, as uh, you know, as I, I think about it. So I think it was a good, a good, uh, good selection. 
just not sort of where it was. I didn't think a second-round pick for a backup quarterback for right now was worth it, but the guy's a player. All right, next, going on to the running back. Let's go with he wasn't on my he wasn't on anyone's top running back when he when the draft started, but after the day one, he's the number one guy. Clyde Edwards uh, Hilaire uh, going to the Chiefs, which honestly, like for fantasy purposes, is awesome. But they probably should have drafted a corner because the Chiefs are gonna like probably outscore nine teams out of ten. But that, but that, but like their big problem is okay. We we have the uh, we're up by by six, and you have the ball in the last two minutes, and you, you scoring us because our defense is kind of shaky. The, that guy Diggs that went to Dallas in the second round, I think that's who they should have drafted at the end of the first round. He was the Alabama a corner who was sliding for no reason. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think it was the greatest spot he could have possibly landed. Uh, great pass catching back, and he's gonna be a total. As long as nothing changes, as long as Andy Reid stays there and Pat Mahomes is there, I think he kills it. Uh, Feinberg, let's go to you with the Chiefs. All right. Well, believe it or not, I have some uh, positive takes about this uh, <laughs> selection. You don't say. No way. What, what, what I will say is this. This guy is not a scat back. He's not a receiving down back. He is a three down back. He played in the SEC. He ran between the tackles. And when asked by uh, pretty much anybody on the team, that guy was voted as the toughest guy on the team. He's short. He doesn't have the weight of the traditional uh, three down back, which is why he wasn't like a top 10 pick like uh, Todd Gurley. Or CMC has killed that myth. Yeah, he's 5'7". I think I saw two, like 207 pounds, so he's small. However, this is an Andy Reid team. And when compared to Andy Reid's, you know, I guess, you know, classic running back, which was Brian Westbrook, Andy Reid said this guy is better. So I think this guy is going to crush in this offense. I think by the end of this year, he will be the clear-cut number one back on the team. And after this year, Damian Williams is gone. He's a free agent. The Chiefs are not going to put any money into that position because they will have $0 to spend after they give $40 million a year to Mahomes and $20 million a year to Chris Jones. So I, lo- I, I, I agree with you. I thought they were definitely going to go defense, either a linebacker or a cornerback. But obviously, you don't go linebacker at that stage unless there's somebody specific to get. However... I love this pick, and if I have the opportunity to grab him anywhere, I would. I, I, I don't think – I think the worst thing that could happen with this pick is he ends up on Miller's team in any league we have. <laughs> By well, far. All right, uh, Watts, finish up with you. Uh, Weinberg, being the Chiefs fan that he is, gave a pretty comprehensive rundown, which I agree with. There's not much I can add, so I'm just going to let it be. And then we can move on to DeAndre Swift. Nope. Oh, we're going to go with Taylor, Katz's boy. Okay. I figured that's number two. Absolutely. Uh, this guy is an absolute freak physically. He went to arguably the best inside running team uh, with the best line. Uh, I I would draft him over Clyde Edwards-Solaire. I, I, honestly, especially for running back, like I don't care about skill sets, man. Give me the most athletic guy. They'll, they'll just – when it's all said and done, they're just going to be there. Like, they're going to still be in the league. They're still going to be playing. still be producing. I think he's number one pick as far as running back goes. As far as any of these drafts go, I would pick Taylor first. That's my that's my opinion. I, I, I like where he landed, by the way, too. Watts. Yeah, I mean, I am a big Marlon Mack supporter, as you all he's know. He's dead. All right. <laughs> but look at Marlon Mack's numbers. 
Yeah, uh, he's dead. Just just move on from him. Let's talk but, about Taylor. No, but they still have they still have him on the roster, and he was productive, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. It's like you're just like, oh well, the, now uh, JTT's here, so we're just gonna forget about Marlon Mack. I don't know if you ever had to put down a pet, but it's kind of like that where you take him to the vet, <laughs> and, like, and like you know you know you have to do it, and like you're like you, you're dreading it, but you're saying your last goodbyes. That's what Marlon Mack is right now. He's still on the team. He's not getting the ball. Yeah, I know, but I, I mean, obviously, the numbers coming out of Wisconsin for Jonathan Taylor are ridiculous. He's got extremely high combine. The only thing I would be concerned about with him is he was used a ton. I think he had over 300 carries uh, at least two years while he was at uh, Wisconsin. So you got to be concerned somewhat about injuries on the horizon. Has he ever I, been injured before? I'm not sure. So uh, no. I'd have to but still, 300 fucking – that's a ton of carries. All right, but you're, you're talking about like, all right, man, when he's like 27, 28, he might be, you know, he might be done compared to like 30, like whatever. Like he's, he, I, think, I think he's going to I think at least early on it's going to be a time for, between him and Mac. Oh, no uh, way. You don't think so? Okay, all right, well, we'll see. Mac is dead. Mac is done. That's not a thing anymore. Okay, well, we'll You should see. trade him right now. You should trade Marlon. I don't Mack. have him anymore. I already traded him. I foresaw this happening. <laughs> but still, you can't like – if the guy wasn't productive – he was like a third or fourth round pick, Mac. It's not like he's like some. I think he was a fourth round pick. Yeah, I guess he. I guess they're they're showing him the door. He's um, done. They traded up to get this guy. Yeah, and he's by far the most physically talented person since Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So he's done. Uh, Feinberg. Uh, I think uh, great player, great landing spot. Agree with everything said uh, so far, uh, other than him being the best running back in the draft, obviously, but. Um, no, no. I didn't say best situation, best running back. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I agree. The offensive line on the Colts is just they're, – they're, they're physical. They're a fucking mean squad. They, they, they know how to run the ball. Um, the only issue might be is that at least until they get rid of Mac after this year maybe, they still have to deal with that um, – the other passing uh, – Hines. Naheem Hines. You know yeah. he, ha- he has like one of the worst yards per catch – out of yeah. anybody he's Granted, fucking whack he's dead too nothing, nothing really matters until you put them with a quarterback that can actually play and Brissett, Phil rivers no no that's what i'm saying is that rivers is a is a, a quarterback who loves to check down to his uh receivers i mean look at the way he used eckler so i think they're going to be throwing the bat the ball a lot and with that being said technically if you would put uh, uh clyde edwards hilaire in that sort of situation I would say that's probably even better fitting for him because he is a better pass catching back with a quarterback that loves to check down versus Mahomes who loves to launch the ball. So, uh, good player, uh, great situation. I you know definitely see him as the uh, uh, definitely the one or two uh, first or second receiver uh, running back taken. All right, Cam Akers to the Rams. I like the I, I I like the player. I don't like the situation. He goes to a team with a shitty offensive line and like. Malcolm Brown and Darrell Henderson are there, so like, his, I I think he's more talented than either of them. But you can't just discredit these other guys on the team that they like, they know and they like, especially with no uh, training camp. Um, so discredit discredit Marlon Mack, who had eleven touchdowns. I mean, eleven hundred yards and eight touchdowns. But <laughs> credit uh, Darrell Henderson, who did nothing last year. Come on, that does that's they, totally consistent. Fucking Marlon Mack. Is garbage physically. Like he's just, <laughs> he's just not good. 
And 1100 yards, 4.4 yards a carry. Because they were feeding him the football, dude. On one of the best offensive lines. Like, he should be fucking mad at himself. He didn't have more production than that. Uh, I, 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 I like the player. I don't like the landing spot. Let's go to Fine. <laughs> uh, I like, um, look. I think that anybody in that offense potentially has massive, uh, you know, uh, potential for putting up lots of no- uh, lots of big numbers. They like to throw the ball to the backs, which I think favors Darrell Henderson in the long run. But um, in terms of uh, Acres versus uh, uh, what's his name, Malcolm, um, was it Malcolm Brown? Yeah, he's done. Yeah, I I, I think that Acres is going to take over that spot pretty quickly. And uh, I, I think it'll be a nice, like, uh, you know, running back by committee this year. They get rid of Brown. I think it's the Acres show after that. And if he can improve on uh, pass catching, that'd be great. But we all know the biggest thing that, that, that rookie running backs have to deal with is you're not going to get playing time until you know how to protect the quarterback. Pass protection, man. So, uh, you know, they, 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 that team lives and dies off of golf. They, uh, they're a passing team. So What? Yeah. I think Cam Akers is uh, in a really poised position here. Last year with Darrell Henderson, they were, like, not feeling Todd Gurley, which is why he's not on the team anymore. And they were doing whatever they could to let Darrell Henderson shine and just take the reins there. He, got, he, he hardly got any touches. Nothing. No, nothing. that's not true at all. He hardly got any touches. They were okay. doing they, – they fed the ball to Todd Gurley. They were fine with Todd Gurley. They were, hated the price they had him at, and they had to cut him because they are in a rebuild mode. Look, I'll pull up the stats right now. How many touches uh, Darrell Henderson was getting? You guys can keep talking while I look for it. Darrell Henderson has more of the physical attributes of a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's 5'8", 208 pounds. He's a one-cut guy. He's he's a guy that gets the ball in his own blocking system, makes a cut, and he just tries to you know hit the sideline. He never had more than 11 carries in a game last year, and he never broke 50 yards in a game. He never had more than three catches in a game, and he didn't receive a ball after their bye in week nine. So I'd say that Henderson's got a lot to prove. But above all else, we all know that running backs are the only position that can probably come right in and actually contribute. And in a year where, I I don't know, I mean, they they, they did feed uh, Gurley the ball a bunch, but I I don't think Henderson showed nearly as much as I thought he was going to show as well. All right, moving on to the Swift on the Lions. I hate the landing spot. I, I'm not, I'm not, I like the player. I hate the landing spot. The Lions are purgatory for running backs. Watts, what do you think? Yeah, I was looking at this. Uh, I like DeAndre Swift, but the last, I think, the last thousand yard rusher for the Lions Reggie was Bush. Reggie Bush. In like 2013, Carry on Johnson, who looked promising, has done nothing. Then they had Amir Abdullah, who was a high pick and a, and a big combine guy, did nothing. So yeah, the running backs just seem cursed there. Um, so yeah, it's hard it's hard to get excited when they just can't produce. Feinberg, I like DeAndre Swift. Agree that it's a little bit questionable for landing spot. However, I think we can all agree that he will probably have a path to getting a lot of touches because carry on Johnson cannot stay healthy. So I think that he, I think that Swift is the better prospect. Oh, he replaces carry on Johnson. Yeah. So I think in that sense, it's not as bad of a landing spot 
to the extent that I would actually say that he is the third running back that should be taken in the draft after uh, Hilaire, um, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, and, uh, and and versus him versus Acres, I would take Swift over Acres because I think he's going to be the guy. Whereas Acres is still going to be splitting with Henderson. I think Acres has a more clear path to success than Swift does. Swift, like the Carryon Johnson's still there, and it's the Lions. Plus. You have a Patriots uh, uh, head Patricia, coach. I, I think who, Patricia's garbage. I think they're gonna he get is garbage. Soon. The only think thing he's, he's good at is beating his fucking old coach. That's it. Like, Yeah, that's all he's got. That's all, all right. he's got. Last running back, Dobbins to Ravens. Love the player. Love the landing spot. This guy will be nice the second they're like, see you later, Ingram. I think he actually cuts into Ingram's workload this year, and they're, they kind of like – eat each other up as far as fantasy value is like you can't you'll, you'll get good production out of both but you won't get that huge day out of either uh, i like jk dobbins a lot uh feinberg go to you and then watts agreed i would really like to jump at the chance of taking dobbins at some point because that team is geared for running backs and uh i agree that ingram is on his way out i'm trying to i'm trying to get real quick uh just to see exactly how old he is, but I like the landing spot. I like the player. Good, good, good situation all around. What? Yeah, I agree too. Uh, he next to Ceh, he's the player I'm most excited about. Um, just because they just run the ball so much, they were only give him Ingram like 12 to 14 touches last year. Ingram is not as explosive catching the ball. Uh, Dobbins is uh, in a really good situation here, and he was super productive at Ohio State. Uh, I think he's somehow he's going to fall into Mike Miller's uh, lap, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be a problem. All right, uh, going to the wide receivers in no particular order. I, I picked ten of them because it's such a deep class. Rugs to the Raiders. I I just think this guy runs fast. I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant so much. Uh, and they the Raiders drafted multiple receivers over there, so I don't. I like the landing spot because he's like going to be a prominent part of the offense, but I hate the – I don't like him. I don't like the player. So I think he's going to be a bust. Uh, Watts. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking about Paris Campbell uh, with this guy. They have very similar college production. Fast guys just run down the field, field stretchers, but by no means complete receivers. And you're in, like you mentioned, Cats, in a situation where there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed with questionable quarterback play with either Carr or Mariota. Um, so yeah, I'm not crazy about it. And I certainly, he certainly wouldn't be my first receiver off the board in terms of, um, draft our draft. Feinberg. Uh, I mean, I hate everything to do with the Raiders, so you really <laughs> won't get me to say very much, any good things but about we're, them. We're talking about the player, the player. Well, I mean, the landing spot is sort of what I mean by that, right. but, um, <laughs> I think he's going to get a ton of opportunities. I don't think it's a good landing spot because I don't think Carr is a legit quarterback. I think Carr is actually very accurate, but I'm not sold on Ruggs. He wasn't even the best receiver on his own team, let alone worthy of being the first selected receiver. So, yeah, he's a speed guy. He's. I, I was just actually looking to see the the, the Paris Campbell uh, comparison because I, I wasn't even aware of that. They're both speed guys, like he said. Ruggs is actually smaller and lighter. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, if we're already talking about Paris Campbell being like a good slot receiver on uh, on on Paris, the Colts, Paris Campbell is a speed guy, but he had only like three plays over twenty yards receiving in his entire college career. He's not really a field stretcher. And Ruggs is uh, 
uh, rugs. This is the thing with rugs. He's got a 99th percentile uh, adjusted spark score. That is something that you just can't ignore. He's very He's, athletic, and that's why he got drafted so high. Yeah, and I just think that the team, the situation, just absolutely blows. I mean, uh, that's I, I'm I hate the Raiders. All Fuck right, them. T Higgins to the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that he is. I, I'm not huge on the player. I like the landing spot because he's going to be uh, catching balls from Joe Burrows for the foreseeable future. And uh, he's going to be the number one there very soon because Tyler Boyd ain't a number, a true number one. Uh, A.J. Green's going to go away. And the other guy was at Ross is, is basically a glorified he's, – he's rugs, but at three years in the future. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, T. Higgins runs a four seven. Oh. <laughs> Slow. Yeah, he is not fast. Uh, he his big thing is that he can win balls in the air because um, of his size. Uh, I'm not crazy about him. I hope that maybe he just had a bad day at the combine and that he is like a better receiver uh, on the field than he does, shows on on paper. Feinberg. A uh, good landing spot in terms of potential for him to uh, see the field as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not really sold one way or another. I just like the opportunity that he's going to be afforded. Because All right. like you guys were just saying about the other guys that are on the team already. Okay, CD Lamb next. I love the player. I actually love the landing spot. It's gonna t- He's not going to be instantaneously like the best receiver in the league because it's so crowded there. But give it two years. Cooper moves on probably because they're not going to pay him. And I think CD Lamb is could be the best receiver in the league. Uh, Feinberg, the Cowboys have no guaranteed money going to Amari Cooper after the 2021 season. He will be gone. They asked, and this is just like a little anecdotal story, but they asked him what number he wanted to wear. He wanted to wear like ten or eleven or something like that. And Jerry Jones forced him to wear Michael Irvin's number. Eighty-eight. Yeah, it really shows you where they are. Thinking about him as Brian is going to be the guy there. I would, I would probably think about taking him very, very early in in, in terms of the receivers in the draft. What? Yeah, yeah. Feinberg said it all there. I was hoping the Jets were going to get him. My Jets, um, they went with that 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 absolute monster offensive lineman, which I can't be mad about. But uh, he was my he's my number one overall receiver uh, going into this thing, and um, yeah, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity there at some point. Uh, so yeah, I love it. All right, Jerry Judy going to Denver. Uh, not, I don't really care for the landing spot because you're now tethered to Drew Locke, who's yes, exactly who I think best case scenario he's an average quarterback. Um, he he doesn't like do it for me. Uh, I think he's an incredible talent. Maybe he could rise above it, but he also has uh, Sutton to the left of him and Noah Fant and Melvin Gordon. So I think there's a lot of mouths to feed. Quarterback's not that greatest. Uh, I think I don't. I don't. I hate the landing spot. Like the player uh, Watts. Yeah, same. I'm not sold on Drew Locke at all. And uh, Cortland Sutton's still going to be the number one guy there um, until Judy proves otherwise. So uh, you got to be patient if you if you're drafting Judy. Uh, you got to be patient because he's definitely not going to see immediate returns. Feinberg. I think that the Broncos are trying to replicate what the Chiefs are doing with. <laughs> Tons of offensive weapons, you know, just, you know, we're going to score a ton of points and we've already got Vaughn Miller. And, Problem uh, is they don't have Mahomes. So. Right. That's my, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much all it comes down to is. And I Andy Reid. I watched, uh, I watched uh, Locke play two games last year against the Chiefs. 
He's out. Nobody's going to be writing stories about how great the Chiefs' defense is, and Locke couldn't do shit against them. Locke so. is, I think, best case scenario, Locke is a st- – he's like Derek Carr. Like, he could probably be, like, the 20th best quarterback in the league. Yeah, you <laughs> don't want him to lose the game for you, but that's not going to be enough when you're in the conference and in division with the Chiefs where you have to put up points. Do you, do, I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Do you remember I told you years ago, years ago, that Alex Smith is never going to do that for you? You need a quarterback that's going to win you the game? <laughs> Did you watch the uh, the the Don't change the subject. Uh, Project Eleven? <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry. What'd you say? Did you watch the ESPN Project Eleven on Alex Smith? No. Do yourself a favor. Watch the story about. Why would guy. I waste any more time on that bum? What else you got to do? With nobody. Oh, I'm gonna watch the Jordan documentary. That's what I'm gonna watch. Watch it in addition to the Jordan, which I agree has been a great documentary so far. But <laughs> but uh, uh, just to go back to Judy, uh, great player, horrible landing spot. All right, Jalen Ragor to the Eagles. Love the landing spot. Not huge on the player. He screams Josh Doxson 2.0 to me. <laughs> uh, but I think that he will persevere. But, but then again, Josh Doxson was on Washington, had no one there. But he he, he seems that he's just going to get like 130 targets just handed to him because uh, who the hell the Eagles have? They have Alshon who's shot. They have Deshaun Watson. I'm not that's know Deshaun Jackson who's shot. They have two good tight ends and a good running back. So I, I like Jan Leaguer's situation. I don't like the player. Feinberg. You know, I really wasn't the most knowledgeable about this guy coming out. Uh, you know, up until the draft, I would have thought that this is just a Game of Thrones character here as part of the uh, Targaryen family. <laughs> Rhaegar. Yeah, Rhaegar Targaryen over here. But – Look, this guy is going to have an opportunity. They need wide receivers, and they've been and the Eagles have been talking for at least two years now about wanting to get uh, the ball downfield more. Deshaun jo- Deshaun Jackson is going to be out probably after this year. Alshon is going to probably be out after this year. So, you know, they they already shipped Aguilar out to I think the Raiders. He sucks. So yeah, I mean, like this guy is going to have all the opportunity in the world. Uh, even Ertz is at at this point is practically I think he's like twenty. Go to the guy there. No, but I'm just saying, like, going forward, if this guy has any kind of talent, it will be exposed soon. So Absolutely. I, I, I could see him being the third wide receiver taken uh, in the draft this year, as far as uh, receivers go. Watts. Yeah, I mean, he did. He had a nice combine. He's got a 99th percentile burst score. Um, but uh, his – and he's a good-sized receiver. But his uh, production in college is not all impressive. He had under a 60% catch rate. Um, and his production d- dropped fifty percent his last year. He had uh, in his last season forty three receptions, six hundred and forty yards, and five TDs. Like that's not like first round material by any means. Um, but he did blow up the combine. He is in a good good situation. Only in one particular uh, event, it was his forty time was insane. It was it's it forty and his, and his burst and his, he's got, got that's the uh, the broad jump and the high jump. Um, so, yeah, he's a good athlete, um, but I still would proceed with caution with him. You know? All right. I'm going to start with Watts on this next one. Can the I just get one? Can I just, I'm sorry. I just want to make one more quick point about uh, Rhaegar over here. No, we're moving on. Rhaegar's no. <laughs> <laughs> in the past. The, the descriptions about him are eerily similar to what everybody was saying about uh, the, the, the uh, white side, Garcega white side yeah, last yeah. year. Great contested catch he has guy. Nothing like uh, fucking you know, JJ like all that kind of shit. You know, you know, straight vertical speed. He's he's got a lot of questions, he's but the, I still think that he's going to be 
uh, solid in terms of opportunity. JJ Isaiah Whiteside was awful in the whole combine. He just was a very good 50-50 ball guy. Yeah. In college. He 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 he's done. That's RIP of him. All right, going on. I'm gonna start with Watts because I I wanted to hear all the love and all the the just get that hometown vibe from my boy Mims on the Jets. Watts, you start us off. The absolute steal of the draft. Um, <laughs> I don't know what people were thinking. I, I somebody must have found something in his past. He must have had some some pot on him in a car, or he must have been affiliated with a gang, or so, something has gone on in his past for him to drop as low as he did. Um, yeah, like I said, the absolute steal of the draft. Dominant producer at Baylor, uh, which is in the Big 12. Very, very good conference. And uh, of the 40, just across the board, he's a 98th percentile spark guy, and he has the production and match. Uh, I don't know why he dropped as much as he did. Um, I'm happy that he did for the Jets, and I'm very, very excited about him. Well, uh, Feinberg. Yeah, I, I agree exactly with what Watts said. I can't believe that he fell as far as he did. I'm glad he ended up with the Jets. I think this is an improvement over uh, uh, what's his name, the field stretcher from last year on the on Carolina now. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I I, I like it. They're not I think in the same that, ballpark, bro. Robbie Anderson's whack, and this guy's really nice. <laughs> no, that's what I just said. He's an improvement. Of course. Bro, but Roddy, like, you could have gotten any one of these guys and it would have been an improvement. Like, Robbie Anderson's a one-trick pony. Mims is a complete package, I think. And he also won't have to be the only guy on the field because I think Perriman can play. I think uh, Jameson Crowder will get some targets. And Chris Herndon is a legit tight end when he's healthy. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good spot, good receiver. I could see him going early. Uh, I... Already draft my the one draft I had right now. I drafted him in the sixth round. I I am on board. This guy has got little competition for targets right off the bat. He's tethered to a a good young quarter. I don't really like Darnold, but like that's only because of my jet tape. But like literally, like, like but like on legit, like he's a a young gunslinging quarterback. Uh, he's tethered to for the uh, you know for the foreseeable future. He's killed the combine. Um, I th- I think that he is going to be an absolute steal in drafts. I've already drafted him. I, I they were like, oh, you reached, you reached, maybe, but I'd rather get my man than to like let you guys have him in the seventh round or the eighth round. And I'm sitting there looking at this guy catching passes from t- some Sam Darnold for the next couple of years in my face. Yeah. Going on to the next guy, Justin Jefferson to the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I love the landing spot. I love the player. I think that he is going to immediately take those targets that was going to Diggs. They're going to go to him. Fuck all B.C. Johnson. Um, I think it's a good spot. Kirk Cousins isn't great, but he does help out fantasy quarterbacks. Let's go to Feinberg. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I loved watching his uh, his games last year. He caught everything thrown his way. Uh, I don't believe he has the fastest uh, 40 time. 4-4-1, not, not uh, obviously you know elite uh, speed, but... Yeah, I think this is a great spot. Tons of targets available. Cousins, when they do decide to throw on that team, even though they are a run-dominant team, mm-hmm. I think he will be the clear-cut number one in two or three years. Sorry, Cheese. Less than that. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think there's a real case to be made that um, he could be the first wide receiver taken in any dynasty draft, depending on the situation. That's a bold take. That is a bold take, but, I mean, you can make a case for that happening. Uh, he's got good size, good speed. 
uh, was extremely productive last year with uh, Burrow. So yeah, um, and and who's his competition? Thielen. <laughs> yeah, that's about guy's it. Guy's done. <laughs> Moving on to the next guy, Lavisca Chenault uh, on the Jags. I th- I think that. Bes- Gardner Mitchell's not the the best quarterback to be tethered to, but there's not much invested in him. They could that could quickly change if they stink this year. Uh, I like the fact that he has DJ Shark uh, across from him. Uh, I I I like Lavisca Chenault. I think he's built like a brick shit house. This guy, uh, and I I think that the landing spot's not the greatest, but it's not bad. I I like him. Uh, Watts. Yeah, when I first um, heard about this guy, I looked at his stats. If you just look at his stats and his combine, nothing like jumps off the um, the, the sheet at you. And then I watched his uh, five minute montage of <laughs> of him playing, and he's an absolute animal. Like they were <laughs> running him um, out of the the wildcat, and he scored touchdowns that way. I saw him catch bombs I, I saw him make plays in the open field like this guy is an absolute playmaker and like you said he's built like a brick shit house so yeah um and and now gruden is down in uh, jacksonville as a coordinator i think they're going to use him in a lot of creative ways i think he gets a lot of opportunities so yeah i like him feinberg i'm a little weary of anybody that's being put all over the field i think that you should be stuck i think you should stick with one position and try to excel uh, it, 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 you know, it was six, one, two, 27. That's a big wide receiver right there. It's a big boy. Uh, huge. He's huge. I think, I think just because of the quarterback concerns, I would probably shy away from him early in he, the, uh, in the, uh, selection of quarter, uh, running back uh, receivers in the first round, but definitely potential. I'm just not as sold as I think uh, you guys are, are at this point with him. All right, Pittman on the Colts. Um, I, I think that he's the heir apparent to T.Y. Hilton. I, I'm not huge on this USC product. I I think that they kind of overdrafted him. I would have much rather had uh, Jefferson, Mims, LaVisca, any of those guys, uh, or even T. Higgins, really, over Pittman. Um, I, I like the landing spot. I don't really like the player. Watts. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, SC receivers have not done anything – in Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju. Oh, he's the exception. I'm sorry. How did I forget about him? <laughs> I was thinking about uh, Nelson Aguilar, who's burned several <laughs> of my teams. Uh, Marquise Lee, who showed promise, but never did anything. But, yeah, Juju's been the uh, the exception to the rule. But generally speaking, uh, they have not produced. Uh, he's a mediocre athlete. He's got decent size. Um, I don't think he's as polished as a receiver as some of the others who went in his – um, area, so yeah, that's my take. All right, Feinberg, finish off the receivers for us. Uh, we got to do. We got to do Ayuk. I think that okay. he's not necessarily the replacement for Ty because Ty is five nine and uh, you know just over two hundred pounds. This guy is six four and well over two hundred pounds. Uh, I'm reading here a little bit that this is a this comparison to Vincent Jackson, and uh, in, in terms of the quarterback they have right now. Uh, what's his name? Rivers does yep. his best when he can just lob it up for the quarter for the receiver, like he did with Mike Williams and Vincent Jackson all those years. So, I think as long as uh, Rivers is there, uh, Pittman's gonna, gonna you know get some attention. Definitely some red zone targets with that size. All right, by popular demand, we'll do uh, uh, Brendan Ayuk. Uh, I think that uh, I, I don't really like the team for him necessarily, but I I, I like it better for Debo Sam Debo Samuel. 
but he's a little fucking uh he's like a Victor Cruz like he he's, he can catch a ball and just be out make make a guy miss and be out I like the player I I, I don't think that there's enough balls to go around uh passing wise in that San Francisco offense to really facilitate two guys and I think Debo Samuel is the alpha there uh uh Feinberg and then we'll finish with Watts because on his guy <laughs> yeah, I agree. I am anti all 49er skill position players with the exception of Kittle. I think that receivers, running backs are all by committee way too much. And uh, I also don't want to be tied to uh, Garoppolo, who I am not sold on. So uh, I think that Ayuk has some you know potential, but he's an Arizona State guy. I, I, I'm not sold. 6'1", 206. Uh, you know, I guess we've got to see how it plays out, but not not the biggest uh, fan at this point. All right, Watts, finish off receivers for us. Yeah, like Ayuk. I think he's going to – who's his competition there? Debo Samuel and, and George well, Kittle. No, well, you got Jalen Hurd. Yeah, Jalen Hurd. Kendrick Bourne, who's like a, a seventh-round pick. And who else? Uh, Dante Pettis. Oh, Pettis. Dante Pettis. <laughs> guy, like, I, I, forget told, Dante Pettis. I told Kuhn two years ago that that was a bust, that he basically just drafted a punt returner. <laughs> so he's going to have opportunities uh, out there. Um, and Garoppolo is not a big down the field uh, thrower. So I think he's going to get lots of opportunities. I've liked what I've seen from him. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Now we're going to do the mock part of this, uh, of this all. Can we, take two, can we take two minutes? I need a pee and then I wanted to get a glass of wine real quick. Okay. Okay. We'll take, we'll take two minutes. I'll pause <laughs> this real quick. All right. Yeah. All right. All right so we're back. Uh, Watts, we'll start with you for the OG league and then we'll go to me uh, for the super flex to uh, start and end. All right. So Watts, okay. number one pick. Let's go. Wild Dan. CEH. CEH. Gotcha. All right. Um, then number two, Miller, he could use a running back, but I think he's going to take the value. I think he's going to take a receiver and I think he's going to take, um, I think he's going to take lamb. I think he's going to take CD. Uh, especially since he just, didn't he just get Dak, so he, there's something else going on behind the scenes there. Um, I think that he really likes him. Uh, Donk with the third pick. Donk's got fucking four first round picks, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's got he's just like choice of whoever he wants. Um, I think uh, Donk at three is going to take. I, I have down here either Swift or uh, JTT, but I think he takes Swift just because of the, the you know immediate gains. Um, four, I have James. I think he's going to go with Judy, and it's not going to work out for him. Um, <laughs> um, then I see I got Miller here at five. Uh, I think he's going to go with the RB uh, this time, and I think he's going to go with Dobbins, and it's just going to fuck everybody. Um, then six, um, I have KY. I think he is either going to take uh, Judy if he's there because of uh, the Denver Denver situation. Or else I could see him taking Justin Jefferson there, which wouldn't be a bad pick. Uh, Donk, I think Donk might take at that point. Uh, he needs a receiver. I think he might take Ayuk or Chenault there. Uh, LP is next. I think he takes Ruggs, uh, and that's also not going to work out for him. Uh, Donk uh, then has a ninth pick. He still needs uh, running back. Uh, I have him taking um, Akers. Then Donk has uh, – 10, and then he's got Chenault. Then 11 is me. Who am I taking? My Mims. boy Denzel Mims. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, 12. This is a guy we hadn't talked about. I, I don't. I, I put him in here with a big question mark. I don't know if KY has the Keyshawn ball. Keyshawn Vaughn? 
Yes, exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, he's a running back from Vandy. He was drafted, I think, in the third Tampa round Bay. by Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he's got Rojo, it would protect that. Um, and then Feinberg, I have you at 13, and I have you taking whatever running back is left there. Uh, it should be filling whatever Kansas City player is available. <laughs> I have you know, uh, uh, tri- tried and true method of uh, fantasy drafting. I have, I have Wild Dan taking Jonathan Taylor. I have Miller taking uh, Hilaire at two. I have Donk taking Cam Akers at three. James taking Swift at four. Miller taking C.D. Lamb at five. Oh. Kuhn taking Dobbins at six. Uh, Donk taking Jerry Judy at seven. LP taking Justin Jefferson at eight. Uh, Donk can't resist the value of Henry Ruggs at nine. <laughs> <laughs> or um, or Jalen Rager at 10. And if he reverses it just to dick me, I still got it right. Watts gets his boy, Mims. Uh, Kuhn uh, will draft T. Higgins uh, uh, to protect his Tyler Boyd. And uh, <laughs> Feinberg will draft Keyshawn Vaughn. Hmm. All right. Tampa? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, going through the Superflex, Watts, Burroughs. I mean, yep. I'm not like Miss Nostradamus here because you guys said it. <laughs> Feinberg, Tua. Yep. Cheese taking CEH. He finally has a, a running back that he actually say is a top five running back and not just pretend that, like, oh, I got Melvin Gore. You know, no. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. I, I, I'm very protective where my Chiefs go. Mm-hmm. And uh, after not going to Miller, I, I might have to say I, I'd rather him not go to Cheese, but I'd rather him go to Cheese than to Donk, which is just fantasy death for whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do, 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 do. Trade, trade. Cats trades up to Kuhn. Uh There's some Ooh. seconds involved. Uh, the eighth pick as well. Cats uh, drafts his boy Taylor at four. Is this, is this happening? Or is this... Is this... This is a mock. This is a I mock. feel like we just heard some real. Yeah, I, I know it's under the context of a mock, but I feel like we just heard some real time uh, news right there. <laughs> uh, James selects Cam Akers. LP selects Swift from the Lions. Feinberg will draft Dobbins at seven. Uh, Kuhn gets CeeDee Lamb at eight, a steal. Uh, nine, James selects Judy. Uh, ten, I will select Mims. Sorry, Watts. Uh, and then 11, I will also select Vaughn. And then 12, uh, Steve can't pass up the, the chance to talk about how quick Rager is. Yeah, I have it. I had Rager too. <laughs> <laughs> and then LP will draft Herbert at 13 because his quarterbacks are older than the dirt. <laughs> All right, Watts, what about you? How are you drafting out uh, Superflex? Uh, Burrow to, uh, you know, Cheese really needs receivers in that league. I, I think he, he goes with Judy. Um, K Y C E H. Well, wait, 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 you went Burrow and Feinberg too, right? Yeah. All right, and then now Cheese. All right, Cheese. Cheese is a receiver bad in that league too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have him taking Judy. K Y taking C E H. James needs everybody. Uh, <laughs> his best his best running back is uh, Montgomery, David Montgomery. Yuck. So I think he takes uh, Swift. Um, LP takes uh, JTT. Uh, Feinberg, you either get. Do you have the seventh pick, Feinberg? Seven. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, no, seven. Seventh. I have you either taking Lamb or Justin Jefferson. Cats. I'm. This is before the trade, right? So, uh, Cats. I have you taking. I actually have you taking JTT. Also, it depends on what what James does. What? 
What, if it's it's your mock. Be... What do you mean? You you know what James does? It's your mock. Well, the... <laughs> if James if James took uh, Swift instead of JTT, you would take J. You would get JTT at eight. Is what I have. Look, I'm gonna tell you if JTT is there at eight, I'm taking him at eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I'm gonna tell you he's not going past me. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make that clear at this point. I'm over CEH? Over CEH if he's there? Uh, if CEH is there's there. No there's no chance. There's no chance. CEH is there. And then I have James doing a wild thing, which is not surprising for him, um, taking Chase Claypool because he loves the fucking <laughs> he, lo- he loves Steelers. It does not matter. Like He's just like, I'm getting my Steeler. Um, I know the feeling. Yeah. Cats, well, I actually had you taking Cam Akers here to protect your Henderson. I would take Cam Akers if he was there at fucking right. 10. Yeah, then then uh, then uh, Chenault for you at 11. I miss. Then, then Ray Gore at, at 12 for Steve. Use the same thing you had. And then LP taking um, Mims or Chenault. He would never take Mims because I would take him at 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chenault. All right, guys. I think that was a good show. I'll post this up later today, man. It was good hanging out with you. I got to run and cook dinner for the fam. And, and then we were also in time for the Jordan documentary, too. We oh, shit. To I got to watch that, too. All right, man. <laughs> so, yo, I'll, I'll see you guys in the next uh, Zoom, all right, man? Yeah, man. All right. Later, guys. Peace. Later.